0: Welcome inside the coaches' room. Every week, we talk to elite coaches and backroom staff about their experiences, how they develop, and how they develop
1: their players. My biggest advice for coaches who want to go to the next level is look for the right people around you who can uh, support you. Uh, look for uh, people who criticize you, who question you, who have the the absolute aim to make you better.
0: In this episode, we talk to Bart Kauberg. Bart is a Belgium head of performance that worked at various top clubs around the world, including the Chelsea women and KRC gang. We discussed his concept, the team behind the team behind the team. And we also discuss the importance of a performance culture, the difference between men's and women's football, and the importance of diversity within your culture. Enjoy this episode with Bart Kauberg. In my impression, you you are more an all-rounder than a football fitness coach.
1: Yeah, I'm... Lifelong student of the of the game. Um, it's one of my passions. Uh, continuously uh, developing myself as well uh, personally as well uh, professionally, and of course somewhere I have I've started in my career, like uh, 15 years ago. I actually, as a as a youth coach, yeah. um, with the under seven, and later on with under nine, under eleven, under sixteen, under seventeen the second team uh, the and ultimately also with the first team with the yeah. national team so going to push this yeah
0: so probably it sounds a little bit better. go on
1: so um, from the early ages let's say i've i've um, experienced by doing uh, coaching at uh, at different levels and different age categories and from an assistant youth coach i became uh, a coach and i became later on a fitness coach and then a head of fitness and and uh, later on in the terminology all over the world uh, worlds like fitness and performance yeah, yeah sure etc are uh, are also evolving so uh, job titles are are changing are evolving but at the end of the day um I'm somebody with uh, with passion in the game. Uh, I'm a coach. Um that's that's what I love to do, uh, working with teams, working uh, with uh, with players, working with staff uh, together to uh, to achieve goals.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right because I think if you ask somebody 10 years ago what's a performance coach? Yeah, that's the guy with the GPS monitors and he's monitoring the fitness and he goes he goes to the gym with you. And now the performance coach is much more involved in culture and communication and the right mindset and the right strategies and goals, it, it completely shifted. Well, the narrative of the concept completely shifted, I think.
1: Yeah, sure. Even if you look back uh, 10 years ago, a stuff in a football club maybe uh, consists of five uh, persons or 10 persons, and the day of today you have like uh, staff with 20, 30, uh, 40 people. Uh, on the on the work floor, on the pitch and uh, and off the pitch, so uh, football is uh, becoming uh, bigger and uh, bigger, and also the the resources of the, of yeah, the clubs true. and federations are becoming uh, much bigger.
0: Yeah. How did you? you because you said okay, I, I started out as youth coach, went more into performance. Um, and how how did you find found yourself? Let's say in those different roles, because it looks like no, this is an impression for me. Um, but you, that you were always looking to find, let's say the next role or because you could also stay a youth coach. You, you decided not to, so it was, are you looking for new things? Or are you always eager to look? Is that something that, that connects with you looking for new stuff, learning new stuff?
1: Yeah. Like I said before, uh, I'm passionate by, by learning, by evolving, uh, by development, uh, also for myself, and um, ten years ago or fifteen years ago, the area of fitness or football fitness was underdeveloped, um, and there were almost no professional or full time uh, football fitness coaches in the in the game. So, I experienced that that was like a like an opportunity uh, where there was a a lot of uh, space to grow and uh, and to evolve and. And uh, what I also like is, of course, the fact that um, working in an organization, working in a team or with a federation is where can you have the biggest possible impact on uh, processes or on goals or, or on things uh, what you want to uh, accomplish. So also my job has always changed uh, from club to club or from country to country. And um, I'm always looking, yeah, of course, to... New uh, marginal gains, what can help uh, coaches or players or uh, teams to uh, to be successful, to uh, ensure sustainable uh, competitive uh, knowledge and and most of the time the most difficult is, most difficult thing is to do the the easy things uh, or the simple things always. As good as possible
0: yeah so routines
1: is difficult yeah routines doing the the right things at the right moment with uh with the right people can
0: you give an example that that people that you found that people find difficult
1: logical thinking <laughs> yeah that's interesting <laughs> uh, logical thinking i mean um, it's so important for for anybody within an organization to be able to explain uh something because uh, especially in traditional uh, sport like uh, like football, where things are done on the way that they have been yeah, done, like yeah, sure, like, sure, uh, sure, sure, yeah, we've always done it like that. Yeah, 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 we've always yeah, done it yeah. like uh, like that. And then somebody come with a new idea, or has seen a, a new uh, clip, or uh, something on YouTube, or uh, read a new another book, and has uh, has a, a pop up or a new idea. So it's so crucial that people are able to explain let's say the the opportunity or the new idea or and how it can influence or improve uh, processes or uh, something uh, within the club or the
0: yeah or the instead of yeah but they do it so we should do it as well no find the reason behind it
1: yeah exactly the, the develop uh, develop knowledge and uh, apply also the, the the knowledge yeah
0: i if you uh, if you would go to your website and you can read in which clubs You've been. We're not going to go through that. Uh, the list is long, and um, uh, but you've been in many dressing rooms, uh, your coaches' rooms, dressing rooms, anything. Sometimes as a coach, sometimes fitness coach, maybe performance role. Um, slightly different roles in different countries, which you said. But is there one thing? Because we're called inside the coaches' room for a reason. Uh, is there one thing that you? Think of that—that that was maybe the same everywhere. That that you find highly important. You think that's crucial in either dressing room or the coaches' room.
1: Yeah, it all starts with building a team uh, and building a team with the right people. Uh, because football is a is a team sport. You have to to play together. And building a team is not only uh, the players within the dressing room, but yeah. it's also. Building a team behind the team, so the the staff around uh, the players, the technical staff, the medical staff, the organizational or administration staff, uh, the let's say performance staff. So that is something what is what is uh, crucial in uh, every football club, the the team, uh, the players and uh, and the staff uh, to be to be successful.
0: So the people is one. But I, I think I can hear also alignment between all those people, right?
1: Yes, uh, strategic alignment um, within within an organization between uh, players, uh, staff, the board, uh, the fans, uh, everybody, just everybody who is, let's say, connected with uh, with the team. But it all starts with with the players. It all okay. starts with the recruitment of the of the right people in your in your dressing room and uh, to uh, support them with the, with the right people uh, um uh, behind them so the the staff
0: yeah so the foundation let's say the, the most important item is the it, well the most important is the team um and in your opinion it starts with the foundation which foundation is recruiting the right people and in in your start that starts with the players
1: Yes, exactly. I mean, you don't need assholes in your dressing room. Uh, maybe one, but to to have it a little bit diverted. Yeah, and I to mean, disrupt a little. Yeah, yeah to, to disrupt it. But um, you, you need a you need a f- football is a multicultural um, uh, environment, and um, football is uh, is for everybody. Is for everyone. Everybody can play football, but uh, a football team consists of of players who have to uh, accomplish the same or a similar goal and. You need to recruit uh, people, players who can work towards uh, the same goal, and that's probably the hardest thing what is what exists uh, in the in the football world is to uh, yeah to build a team and uh, always to improve the team uh, because you have one moment players end of a contract changing players sure. coming transfers so how do you deal with uh, constantly uh, changing dynamics within the within the dressing room?
0: Okay, clear. Because I think it connects to what, well, I'm in Belgium for a reason because I went to Ariel Jacob's this morning. Maybe this one is launched earlier than his, but doesn't matter. Uh, and he said, yeah, uh, because you could also say, no, no, the dressing room starts with uh, with leadership, for example, or the dressing room starts with coaches. Uh, but I think in it, it aligns with what you are saying. Players don't need coaches to play. They could, I don't know. I'm saying it's better, but they can still walk out there and play a match. But coaches need player of player. Coaches need players to even be there or have a job. Uh, so that's why I think it's interesting that you also say no. Everything starts with the players. Uh, it's aligned around the players. Uh, they are, if I hear correctly, the most important. What the foundation of what everything, uh, of everything.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that because players are the key stakeholders within the game. And I am absolutely sure that uh, people have to listen much more to the players for whatever it is, whatever it is. Because, for example, the number of days between the days to have optimal recovery. So instead of having a game on a Sunday and a game on a Wednesday and a game on a Saturday and, and so on... Uh, um where players are even not able to recover uh between games and where it is absolutely clear from a research that football players need a minimum of three days between games i mean that's something where um where we have to listen much more to the to the to the players another perfect example is the the accumulation of so many games within a season, whether it is a friendly games, tournaments, the league cup games, international games, etc., is the planning of of all the games. Especially the first two examples what I shared now is uh, around the health and the well-being of uh, of players. So yes, they are the key stakeholders, but um, everybody sh- should listen more to the to them to the to the players and to listen. Okay. What is the perspective of uh, of players and in, uh, in a lot of different uh, uh, decisions?
0: Uh, do you think that m- most people say, ah, well, fuck off! You get a lot of your money. Shut up! Just play. Don't whine. Whatever." Is that that's that's kind of the atmosphere around when people speak up uh, or when coaches? I think Club Guardiola, especially around the World Cup, were were saying a lot about the intensity of the uh, the Premier League, the upcoming World Cup, and then. I think most press, let's say outside impression was yeah whatever you get millions shut up. That's that's maybe a little bit what what, what there was going on. But you but you say no no we should definitely listen more to that.
1: Unfortunately, uh, that's a effect uh, in, in multiple uh, cases. Um, but from the other side, uh, I think women's football is a perfect example where this is not the case that you can or we cannot say that okay you are uh, paid so much so uh, just uh, do your job yeah yeah um where um it's probably the most rapidly changing sport yeah. in the in the world and it's still football uh, because football is football it's universal or wherever you play uh, men's football women's football sure, whatever sure. wherever in the world you are playing the the game but i mean that's that's um, a fact in football. That it's it's a business and uh, it's often uh, related with.
0: Uh, Are you referring to, uh, or, or is it also connected to? Um, I think there were, no, I don't know the numbers, but there were like six, seven ACLs in the past uh, three months in the top ten women's players or something. Something occurs to me now that that was the case. That says something about the agenda for female players.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful example what you give. I mean, uh, the accumulation of tournaments uh, from Olympics to World Cup up to the Euros, uh, the, the, the game, what is growing, the intensity, what is... Uh, in, uh, very quickly, uh, in- increasing in the in the women's game, uh, more games, uh, less time between uh, games between uh, league games and um, and international games, uh, sh- often shorter breaks, uh, especially yeah. after a tournament, and then the league is already starting. So these are these are so important things. What uh, what has to be changed? What has to be improved in the favor of the the benefit of the of the players um because it is not normal that you have like you said uh, so many for example acl injuries in a, such a short time i mean we have to look to the health we have to look to the well-being of of the players that that is the starting point that is the most important thing uh what exists in uh, in football
0: yeah and and you are i think your context that you've mainly worked in the past years elite football of course uh and are You've worked at Chelsea, uh, the women's uh, team, you were performance coach there, of course. So you know that part and the growth. But I got me also thinking, uh, amateur football after COVID, I don't know how it was here in Belgium, but in the Netherlands, they at one point decided, uh, yeah, okay, we're going to, this is the date that you can start training again because you weren't allowed to train even at one point. Uh, And then if that is the date, let's say 1st of February, um, that you can start training again as a group. Then we will start the league at the 14th of February. After teams, whether you are, let's say, an amateur that you're playing once a week or you were this semi-professional and you played, you train three times a week and, and you had two weeks to prepare on a season. And then everybody said, okay, hell no, this is going to lead to so many injuries. Uh, so we cannot do this. So... And I think they adjusted it a little bit, but not even that much. So it's not only top level that you need to l-
1: listen to players, it's everywhere. Yes. And I mean, I think the day of today with all the technology and everything that is available, I I think it should be easier uh, for leagues to organize a suitable calendar for teams and for players. Because yes, you have to listen to the to the players. Players, for example, say, oh, uh, we need more time between uh, between games which sure. coaches, for example say oh when we play Europa League on a Thursday uh, ideally uh, can we maybe play on a Monday so we also have a little bit more uh, more time and um, the fans for example say oh we don't want to have games midweek at the 6.30 or, or we Sunday don't evening play no, Sunday I have to, to work at, yeah, yeah exactly at, yeah, at, yeah, sure. at 8.30 or with 8.45 and and clubs, for example, say, "Oh, we don't want to have uh, games at the same moment for our reserves and for our uh, first team." So, I mean, if you put the main topics in a simple computer model with, I mean, the main parameters, it should be so much easier. You
0: would almost say that you would get logical thinking
1: then. Yes, logical thinking. <laughs> yeah, and and then it's, I think, a case at the end of the day to discuss the the critical things because you cannot, let, at the end of the day, you cannot satisfy or please true. everybody. Yeah, true you have true. to make decisions and th- that's not easy, but uh, thinking, okay, what, what are the most important things? Yeah, to I matter? agree. agree. And it's also, and if
0: you are a coach and you know you're in this schedule, you also have to deal, or you are a club. Yeah, also know. I, so if you are a club on elite level and you were lining up your roster this, let's say, May, June, and you were competing at more, let's say, three, four levels, then you knew, okay, I at least need five players extra this season. It's also a little bit ignorant if you wouldn't adjust it. Um, so that's also, I think, still we need to find a way to make it better, but you can also not solve But yeah, I'm, I cannot solve it. You also have to find the solutions then.
1: Yeah, of course, um, you have to deal with, you have to deal with it. And, uh, that's what we call external factors and, uh, football is, uh, football is football. It's a game 11 against 11 and who scored the most goals is winning the game. That's, uh, that's clear. And then you have all kind of uh, external factors yeah. and uh, it's, uh, it's a fact that uh, as a coach or as a club, you have to be able to, to deal with, with these external factors. So you have to look to, okay, what are our options and, um, what are the advantages and disadvantages for every option? At the end of the day, you have to make a decision. We go for option A, and we know that has this advantage or this disadvantage. Yeah. And you have to deal with it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. We have also have to deal with something because right before now we have this structure of our talk, and let's start here. And we're already twenty minutes minutes in, and we just went to completely a different angle. So let's go back to what we um, uh, uh, what we did, what we wanted to start with. Um. And that's um, it's also very clear uh, um, on your website uh, that you say, okay, I am. I've created this concept or philosophy around the team behind the team behind the team. So there's almost an extra step there, which mo- mo- you don't hear that often. Can you explain a little bit more about that?
1: Um, the team is like everywhere is the is the group of players, and yeah. the team behind the team is the. The technical staff, the medical staff, the administration staff, uh, performance staff, etc. So the people who are directly involved in the daily working with uh, with the players. Um, but sometimes you see, for example, on amateur level that you have only one coach with the group of players where maybe top teams in the world, they have 50 staff members. Yeah. Um, and some teams have let's say 14 players and uh, some other teams have maybe uh, 25 players and uh, 10 lone players and a big reserve squad so um, the concept the team behind the team behind the team actually come from the fact is how can we be up to date with all the latest possible information and research to Um, support uh, the team behind the team to help the team behind the team to accomplish the the goal. So in this context, um, I think about everybody who can play a role in uh, supporting the team behind the team. And some experts or some people or some organizations, let's say that is by nature. So for example, if you are working with youth players, yes, these players are going to school uh, so and they have parents and these are critical uh, people in the development of the of the players but for example if you work with uh, senior teams at the highest level, uh, you have maybe uh, players playing with a national team and then also the staff of the national team is key in the processes or the training process of the of the players so for example schools so for example universities um, for example uh, national teams, so people, experts, organizations from outside your club uh, can be part of the team, behind the team, behind the team, but also inside the club. For example, if you work uh, with a first team, probably there is a lot of knowledge and experience available also with the research or in the academy. So how can you gain uh, from uh, from other people within the organization? Same with the board or uh, uh, the same with uh, consultants, Working uh, with the club, or uh, just sometimes coming in and out for a specific part of uh, of knowledge, what you want to develop or what you want to uh, to share.
0: Yeah. How did you? How were you confronted by? Because things often come from problems or frustration or whatever. Uh, what was the? What was the? Let's say occasion that you thought okay, or occasion or whatever. But what? What made you think about this, let's say, circle around the team?
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting question. Um, the moment when I started, um, let's say, my professional career, when I was 26 and when I became a full-time staff member in the first team of Racing Gang in Belgium back in uh, in 2010, um, I experienced that, um, first of all, I did not have the experience uh, because it was my first year, yeah, yeah. so everybody, every was more experienced, uh, has to start somewhere in his yeah, or yeah. her um, career. So also me, and I was just looking to okay, who can help me? Who can uh, support me? Where can I find uh, the information um, to build my knowledge to make me better, especially to. Um, improve the decision-making of the people around me. So, for example, the coach or the manager or the uh, the rest of the staff, and um, especially in in as a football fitness coach or the head of performance, you are often working between a technical staff, a medical staff, an academy, a board, uh, fit players, injured players. So you are somewhere... Um, um, Always connected with all different departments within uh, within an organization, and and at that moment I started looking. Okay, we have to do um, with technology, with data, with fitness, with periodization, with strength training, with injury prevention, with and and so on. Uh, you so found the rabbit hole, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: um, so, so your first year you come in, I'm gonna be the. the perf- this is a lot more than I thought probably
1: yeah it was exactly what I thought I mean it's all about winning so that makes it easy as long as you can relate it to the goals of the of the club so the intentions of the club what do you want to achieve and how are we going to achieve it that's that makes it a a little bit uh, a little bit easier so back in the days 10-15 years ago I started uh, looking around in Belgium but also abroad who are the best people in the world uh to help me and uh, to build let's say uh, uh this knowledge and uh, create more references and at the end of the day to apply it also in the in the different uh, context so uh, i started looking uh, f- like i said for technology periodization innovation nutrition analysis um recovery etc who are the uh, who are the the best uh people with the most references who uh who, where we can apply this in a in sure. context? Sure
0: okay and that's the first let's say occasion or reason why you start okay we need to as a, uh, no not we but as a performance environment you need to have this at least within your reach or within your network or whatever this needs to be this needs to be there if not then we're just completely ally, uh, relying on ourselves
1: yes it's a tool uh, like like almost everything is uh, is a tool and uh, I really believe in teamwork I really believe in uh, in uh, doing things together yeah. with, uh, with the people uh, around you building a network as well inside as well outside of, a, of an organization and connecting with uh, with people uh, all over the world because at the end of the day everybody's playing football the same game having the same objectives trying to win the next Uh, Game and avoiding injuries Uh, but how you do that Uh, so many people have different opinions around that and uh, what I really found is that uh, he has opinions that is interesting. but at the end of the day it's subjective so it's looking for the objective uh, knowledge objective references what then we can apply in a subjective context for example my club or my organization where I'm working
0: yeah okay clear um What, um, because I'm looking for the bridge, let's say to, to your new roles, because at at Genk you were, you were doing, so you were looking for knowledge, um, in almost every aspect of performance. I think it's that way because the knowledge of the, of the, of football itself was within the coach. That's, I think that's one of the few parts that you didn't have to look for, um, but you were there as a, as a, as let's say uh, an inexperienced guy, with a club that had probably a lot of connection, a lot of resources. That now there are a lot of young coaches out there as well, maybe an ambitious U19 coach or whatever. The thing that hear this, okay, but what is then the first step that I should take, or what should I do to create maybe a team around the team? And the first thing I was thinking also as well, especially in youth, is parents. Those those are. The most essential team around the team um, or would you start somewhere else what would 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 be let's say your advice if within this concept to coach that don't work at the elite but maybe a little bit lower and also want to create the optimal environment
1: yeah that's a that's a great question uh, it's i mean i've been fortunate in my in my career that I've been able to
0: you don't have a normal career if you start at 26, professional, <laughs> 26 professional, and then you work yeah. only at pro clubs.
1: <laughs> I, I've I've been fortunate that, that I've been able to to work together with um, some uh, top coaches in the in the world. And the moment when I started uh, with the first scene of game in Genk, Genk was uh, with head coach uh, Frank Verkouteren, Yeah, um, well. I've worked with in a lot of different uh, countries all all around the world and. I mean, he has been a a main main person in uh, in my personal and my professional development Um, because he was the first head coach, let's say at the highest level, uh, where I was an assistant of. So his way of uh, approaching things has, of course, triggered uh, a lot of things with me and has influenced uh, uh, me. So um, at the same moment, I was... um, like always, I was doing uh, courses also all, all around the world. But at that moment, back in, uh, in 2009, um, I was also started uh, coaches with uh, with the Dutch Football Academy. Later on was the World Football Academy. At this moment in time, that's a football coach evolution. From Raymond Verheyen. From Raymond Verheyen. Right? Raymond Verheyen. And, yeah. and uh, I remember really, really well that after uh, one of the courses in, uh, in the Netherlands, I went to uh, him and uh, I asked him, look... Uh, I see that you advise uh, coaches all over the world. I'm a coach. (laughs) uh, I started uh, with the first team in uh, in Belgium with almost no experience uh, at this level. Uh, Can we do something together? Can you be a kind of a mentor uh, for me? So at that moment that was crucial for me because um, yes i was working with a with a very experienced and knowledgeable uh, head coach frank Verkauter. at the same moment i had uh, i had a mentor where still until the day of today they are very important for uh, for me in uh, in my uh, in my career so my advice for young coaches my advice for coaches starting in the game for my biggest advice for coaches want to go to a next level is look for the right people around you who can uh, support you especially in your personal and uh, and professional uh, development so look for a mentor uh, look for uh, people who uh, criticize you who question you who who have the, the absolute aim to make you better yeah. uh, for whatever in whatever you want to uh, become better that's that's my main uh, topic or uh guide for uh, for coaches uh to uh, to go to the next level. I don't I think it's not even for young,
0: for every coach even if you're 45 and you just start go look for a mentor straight away.
1: Yeah, of course I completely
0: agree. No, no, I understand.
1: Of course it all starts with education. Uh, it all starts with becoming uh better, uh, having more education better education uh having uh, creating of building a uh, more knowledge and ultimately having so many objective references that yeah that we can apply them in, uh, yeah. in our context yeah, cool.
0: i think it's a golden nugget straight away so you can if you don't even have to write this now everybody knows somebody that he that he thinks he can learn for and i also think um that the world is much more open to this now, especially after COVID, people are much more easy to connect with each other. You can just send anybody a message uh, and maybe they have some time for you. And that's already, they don't have to be alive. Mentors also can change. Uh, one talk with somebody can also uh, help you in, in the right direction. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, I think uh, I think I completely agree.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I, I really hoped 15 years ago that some more people have told me the things what I know the day of today. <laughs> yeah, of um, and things from in like uh, some things you don't learn in a coaching course, some things you don't read in a book. Uh, some things are about uh, dealing with people, dealing with players, dealing in uh, difficult situations, uh, being uh, comfortable and uncomfortable situations. Yeah. So uh, it's, yeah. Where and when do you come in these kinds of situations to uh, yeah, to become more comfortable in comfortable situations?
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I had an uncomfortable situation with Raymond Frye. I think half a year ago, because uh, uh, I sat down with him like this. Great conversation. So that was not com- uncomfortable at all. Uh, and then after two hours, I thought, okay, thank you very much. We had a, actually, yeah, we had a really good conversation. I came home, looked at my laptop, and I hit the wrong recording button, so the whole recording was gone. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uncomfortable, sending him an email, I'm sorry Raymond, I and he, the the fun part there was, um, and the ironic part there was, yeah, I hate it when people waste my life, don't wait, I, he wasn't saying my time, no, my life, so he was pushing it before that was during our talk so then i had to send them an email sorry man i wasted your life so okay that was not fun at all but okay back to you (laughs) but that was your mentor um is my mentor yeah and you you can learn (laughs) a lot from him for sure for sure coaches sorry for the interruption besides the coaches room I run another company called Football Tours. This is a full-service touring company and we organize pre-season and winter training camps for professional football teams. We do this for both senior and youth teams and we take care of everything. Hotel, training accommodation, friendly matches, whatever you need we give youth teams the opportunity to train at the best youth academies of the Netherlands. Academies like PSV, Feyenoord, AZ Alkmaar, and the KNVB, you can train there with your team. So, if you are a professional coach, you need to organize your training camp. Or, if you have a youth team and you want to train at the best facilities in the best academies of the Netherlands, go to footballtours.com and now pay attention tours is with a Z so footballtours with a Z dot com now back to you Um, so the team around the team or team behind the team behind the team and you were almost saying find the team behind you uh, behind yourself Um. You were, you started out the gang, let's find a little chronological timeline there, and then after that you moved to a lot of clubs, like I already said, abroad. You went everywhere. You just said, okay, I haven't lived in Belgium for 15 years, I just came back. That says something about your career, Uh, which means you have worked in a lot of cultures. Um, If you want, you can name them, Uh, but uh, it's England, it's Russia, it's Saudi Arabia, Um, so it's also, typical cultures. Um, what did you encounter there? And and but maybe to connect the two, let's say your concept. I can imagine that you also encountered a lot of differences, uh, a lot of different type of cultures, people that were supposed to be in the team behind the team, but were not supporting at all, or an owner or whatever uh, that was pushing against while you were working. Well, share your some experiences there, because I think it's it's very interesting to learn from them.
1: Yeah, I mean, one moment I went abroad, uh, back in uh, 2011, and um, I it's, it's it's in a similar way that I started as a… You joined for Kouten to another club? or Al Jazeera and, and the United Arab Emirates. That was my uh, my first experience abroad, uh, uh, 2011. So it was almost similarly that when I started as a, as a fitness coach in the first team of Genk, let's say with relatively no experience i also went with a relatively no experience abroad uh, working abroad uh, and living abroad so um, going
0: from a western culture to an islamic culture or a middle east country is also completely different I yeah think. i
1: mean even if we look to the country of belgium i mean we have three uh, official languages so uh, we have a flemish part and sure, the sure, french sure. part so even within a s- relatively small country as belgium there are uh, some uh, differences so uh, then uh, i went to Different countries, continents, cultures uh, all over the all over the world. And again, when I reflect on uh, this uh, pathway now, I also hope that somebody told me ten <laughs> or fifteen years ago the things what I know the day of today. Uh, um, so I mean, if I reflect on it, uh, um, it's it's so uh, important that people who go abroad uh, first learn about. Uh, the continent or the country where they are going to live and yes also to work so what is the language what is the religion uh, what are the habits what are typical things in a, in a country or in a specific uh, place or city within that within that country and uh, it's so important to to study that to to learn almost uh, a new country or a new, Place where you are going to live and where you are going to to work. So, all of the main things what I have experienced is uh speaking with people, uh, people who have been there at these places, or people who are living there, or when when you are abroad, uh, con- connecting with uh, with the people. Because in some countries that is relatively easy, and in other countries I have experienced connecting with people is is sometimes more difficult so uh listening is a is a key characteristic of communication and in uh, speaking with people so it's in yeah let's say defining the the culture and uh, um, six dimensions of professor Hofstede. I think that's a really interesting tool um for coaches but also not only for coaches but also for other people who were going uh, abroad to live or to uh, to work there so from one side it's let's say defining a culture and football is a multicultural environment where also here in Belgium or the Netherlands you have uh, players, staff members, owners from another country or from another uh, culture. But from the other side we can also look to culture in a way that you want to create kind of a winning Culture because in football it's about winning. It's about uh, winning the next duel in training, winning the next uh, little uh, game in training. It's winning the next league game. It's winning the next trophy. It's it's about winning. And then looking about, okay, how can we increase, improve our professionalism? How can we improve our standards? Um, what do we need? Uh, to uh, to become to become better and uh, what are the expectations and uh, and what do we need uh, for uh, for this and I think one of the key things in this winning culture is um, and of course again I, I've been fortunate to work with with great people with great coaches and uh, that's that's one of, of the most important things what I have learned from working with uh, with manager Emma Hayes in uh, in Chelsea with the women's team who is already the manager over there for uh, for ten years. And, uh, and uh, just some reference, probably one of people say she's one of the best female managers. Yeah, she is the best uh, female uh, manager in the world. Yeah. Um, literally, also uh, by uh, by FIFA last year. I yeah. mean, what what I one of the most important things what I what I learned from her is also about building that culture, building a winning culture where is your club standing for what uh, how does the how does the culture look like and that's not something you build in one day that takes time that takes uh, evolution that uh, needs uh, processes and um and I've experienced there let's say life in uh, in that environment about okay what does it mean being part of a uh, uh, a club uh, with a winning yeah with a with a winning culture and uh, that that has been a an amazing uh, experience for me. How long did you work there? Two years. Two years. From 2019 uh, until 2021, I was head of performance with uh, with Chelsea Women's Team. Yeah. yeah, great job. Um,
0: we d- we decided not to share examples from that context, but you can share some lessons, I think, um, uh, because she you said she was one of the well, one of the main examples for you on how to create a winning culture. Or a winning performance environment, almost. Uh, that's my assumption there. But um, and what were the main lessons there that you took from those two years?
1: Well, it was my first experience working in women's football. Yeah. So uh, for me, as a man coming from a male dominant uh, the male dominant men's game going into the into women's game was let's say uh, the biggest uh, step out of my own comfort zone yeah, sure. in uh, in my life but uh, at the same moment i mean i realized from uh, day 1 that uh, it has been the best uh, decision i've ever taken in my life um, being being able to be part of of uh, of that club and of that uh, of that culture and the main lesson what uh, i have taken uh, uh, from working uh, in the team is is um let's say the differences between uh women's football and, uh, and men's football football is the same like we said it's it's universal it's 11 against 11 it's scoring it's about scoring one more goal than than, than the, the opponent yeah. but uh, the main lesson what I learned there that is the differences between um, women and men also in football about the differences in the brain the difference in nutrition the differences in the hormones uh, and especially the fact that let's say women has a menstrual cycle and uh, in men's football we don't have to deal let's say with in the in our individual periodization with players having a menstrual cycle so the the, the deep understanding of um, something like for example the menstrual cycle and how to deal with that the influence on performance uh, well-being uh, injuries uh, recovery and how we can, let's say, combine almost uh, football periodization with menstrual cycle periodization. Um, that has been like eye opener for uh, for me, and uh, in, not only in football, but just in my in my life. And uh, the main lesson from from this is that there is like, let's say, at this moment in time, unfortunately, such a big difference between let's say resources available in the sure. men's game yeah. and the women's game, and it's so important that um, women also have the same resources as uh, men because uh, uh, women women and women's football deserve let's say exactly the same resources like uh, girls uh, deserve the same as as boys when they are starting playing football and um, that especially now women's football is uh, it's it's rapidly changing and the game is growing i mean there are 30 40 Thousand people in uh, in some of the Champions League games yeah. or women's game in the in the in the women's Super League. So it's the right moment to um, to um, to do the right things also at, at this moment in time. And uh, I think we are in the right direction with that.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna play the the superficial male coach now uh, because um, well, you came there uh, as let's say an experienced performance coach and. Um, uh, you step into the dressing room or in the environment, whatever, uh, thinking you were experienced, but you encountered, that's that's kind of what I hear from you, uh, a whole new situation, uh, new variables that you had to take into account, new situations. And then the typical male guys, the only thing that the menstrual cycle does is probably only the mood of my wife once a month. Uh, what are you talking about? So... Uh, uh i know you you cannot share every example but can you maybe sh- share a little bit what what the difference is then um what do you yeah, what do you have to deal with when you lead or guide a women's team
1: yeah i mean it's not about sharing examples it's about um let's say football is a traditional sport things have been done in a way sure. that they have always have been done and uh, football is a is a male-dominant uh, environment. And um, I experienced that uh, it's not because it is women's football that it is a women-dominant uh, or a female-dominant environment because there are still a lot of males working in the, in the women's game. Sure, but, sure, sure. Um, yeah. uh, The thing is conversations uh, around whatever topic has to be normalized. So also, for example, around, let's say, the menstrual cycle or hormones, uh, so that can improve the communication between uh, players and uh, staff but also in a similar way I think between uh, kids and their parents or between uh, kids or persons and their uh, and their teachers uh, because it's about uh, education and um, and improving the education and I think it also starts with education in the schools and education in the sport clubs education in the football clubs to, to create, not only for players, but also for staff members and uh, also for technical staff, medical staff, more uh, knowledge around uh, the different uh, topics so that conversations can become uh, normal uh, and that it is normalized so that we can break down more of the uh, taboos within uh, within certain uh, environments. So, and it's in a similar way that uh, why men's game cannot, or why... Not more women can work in the men's game. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's exactly a same way uh, than in the in the women's game. And I think most of the things come down to uh, to diversity, uh, and not only diversity uh, around uh, gender differences, uh, let's say, a men and uh, and women and the men's game and the women's game. But I think all the aspects of uh, of diversity. Yeah.
0: Before we go into that, I think. Before, because I came here in your in your new house, and we were talking about our kids, uh, and um, and how how you literally deal with kids. I I talk about my kids. I think pretty often, almost every episode. It doesn't really matter, but uh, and the struggles that come with. it. Uh, and then hey, there's another dad of three young children, so okay, I felt a connection there. Um, and then uh, you said, yeah, now now I also understand older players better that have to deal okay there are a lot of fun side we don't have to get that wrong there are a lot of fun side of being a parent but it's also a hassle so now i understand them why they sometimes are five minute late because the kid doesn't want doesn't want to go in the bathroom change the pants or doesn't want to go to school whatever it's not a controllable asset you just have to deal with it and that's also so everybody that now is that what kind of example that's also an example of a taboo that people don't talk about you are a professional player you are on time deal with your shit for example but now when you're in different lives or current society is is so that you have to deal with all kinds of things and we have to understand and if and that's something that you have to communicate about that you have to explain okay sorry coach I just become a dad it's very important to me my wife is in this in this situation so w- this is the way I deal with it, which sometimes means that I can be five minutes
1: late. We are dealing with human beings. Yeah. Uh, um, and I think um, having kids is a moment in, uh, in life that things are really uh, changing because uh, sometimes you think you are in control of a situation <laughs> but then all of a sudden you have changed nappies uh, before you uh, go to a meeting or to a training session. So, I mean um i've been living abroad for the last uh, 10 years and um, our children are also born uh, abroad in the in the last years and uh, yes we have also been on our own also during covid abroad so uh, um we have experienced as a family uh, the things let's say first hand of um yeah being in in more complex situations and to find solutions so You're saying it very politely,
0: but I can't can't believe it's completely chaotic with two kids in a small apartment or something. Yeah, of course. I mean,
1: uh, it's uh, it's it's chaos and. uh, As much as I have learned uh, in uh, football uh, courses uh, in the last uh, 15 years, I I hope that yeah. there have been uh, the same number of courses or information or places but where you can parenting. learn to be about uh, <laughs> yeah how to be parenting. Uh, okay, we're not going to so make this a parenting podcast, but it is it is still uh, it's
0: still out there. But yeah, to come back
1: to the point, I mean, we are dealing with human beings. We are dealing with with players, and all the players have a family. And family, yes, it's always the most important thing in uh, in life. But as long as you have good uh, and clear rules around what is possible what is not possible that is uh, clear and and even more important than rules is the communication i mean the relationships that you that you build with uh, with players the relationships that you build with your uh, with your colleagues that is um that's the probably the hardest thing sometimes especially abroad different cultures because uh, sometimes the language is also different or that can become like an excuse but i mean it's it's building relationships and uh, that's the, the the most important thing uh to not to be successful but just to to have the best possible situation in life to uh yeah to do what you, what yeah. you have to do yeah
0: um I, I got me thinking and then we move on to the diversity because i think you have an interesting you did some interesting research there so we're going to move to that but got me thinking as, as again maybe just because I just came from Ariel Jacobs, but he also said, it's in very small details that you can accomplish this. So walking on the pitch with the players, how are you? How's school? How's, how are things at home? That's already finding a deeper layer within your uh, relationship by maybe finding something that was wrong and you didn't know, or maybe something is very good and you didn't know. I think that that's it. you don't need books for that. You can just need attention and and and, and really interesting,
1: being interested in people yeah and especially with uh, with changing uh, dynamics um, I mean in in, in generations uh, like generations now are spending much more time for example on phones or on uh, social media uh, so connecting with people is sometimes or it's different than let's say 10 years uh, or 15 years ago but uh, I mean it's often come down to have a, a conversation with a player Hey, good morning uh, how yeah, are you well, Always, yeah, uh, yeah. How is your partner? How are the kids? How school? Um, but also in the other way, and uh, that that players or colleagues uh, ask you the same questions. And I mean, you can you can speak about the things, and uh, because everybody is often, uh, or a mo- lot of people are often uh, struggling or dealing with with similar issues or with with similar things. So uh, it's connecting with uh, with people. Yeah.
0: Clear. Okay. Uh, you are tapping into diversity, and um, not not. Um and for a good reason, um, because besides, um, let's say the football coaching courses or whatever, you did an MBA, um, which uh, connects to your lifelong student, being a lifelong student. And before we uh, started, you read already the five, let's say, categories that you looked into into diversity and gender was one. That we kind of tapped into that with with the difference between male, female players and everything that comes comes with it. Uh, but maybe can, you can tell me a little bit more about the research that you did uh, with your MBA. Maybe also a little bit, at the end of an MBA, it's like a two year course, uh, you do a research, right? That's uh, what it is. Um, and, and how did you end up looking at this?
1: Yeah, back in uh, 2019, I mean, uh, I started uh, an MBA uh, at Langford International College together with, uh, with colleagues and with other players from, the, from in Chelsea. And um, a couple of months ago, uh, I finished. Uh, I finished my MBA. Why I started an MBA was was really simple. I was. I mean, I'm always looking for things what can improve me. And uh, the the stuff like we spoke before, team behind the team is always becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. And there are more departments, more people, more jobs, more tasks, more responsibilities. Uh, so i was really looking uh, around uh, support for myself in terms of management leadership um, structure uh, but also like uh, budgeting or hr or uh, or marketing like to uh, to gain a kind of a general uh, knowledge uh, to also to apply as for example a performance director or a, or a head of performance or a fitness coach in a, in a staff um so part of my MBA was and of course my uh, my thesis and uh, my research was about uh, dynamic capabilities of football organizations and I was looking to what are the things what make uh, football organizations so what are the things what make clubs or federations uh, successful so how can they ensure uh, sustainable competitive innovation what is the role of uh, sorry how can they ensure a sustainable competitive advantage and and what is the role of innovation for example in this so in my study, I did semi-structured interviews with uh, all different profiles uh, of people uh, within uh, football, international football, from all over the world. Can you, can
0: uh, you show what kind of people or what kind of role?
1: All different. So uh, from, let's say, uh, staff members from a national team to uh, managers in uh, top clubs to uh, uh, managers in uh, academy level to uh, but also directors of recruitment, uh, director of uh, research, or. Uh, um, people from uh, governing bodies uh, in the world. So it, it was a very, let's say, diverse group of uh, people. Especially with the with, with the reason that I didn't want to zoom into, let's say, one topic. For sure. example, performance. Sure. Um, so at the end of the uh, study, all um, of the things what we created was a kind of a strategic pathway. Um, what clubs? Or uh, federations can use, let's say, to uh, to ensure competitive advantage. So, um, what we detected in the study was the the most important thing is is knowledge, is uh, the development of of knowledge, and that is also the number one thing what everybody can do in his or her uh, own club. That is uh, developing more knowledge and sharing knowledge so uh, it all comes down there to cooperation with uh, within or uh, outside the organization but also education learning uh, developing and, uh, and sharing knowledge and then uh, in the hierarchical sequence the second most important thing are the leadership capabilities so what are let's say uh, typical capabilities of of leaders uh, sure. within an organization, whether you are the manager or the CEO or the, or whatever the role, let's say you are doing in a in a football club. And then uh, we came down to uh, diversity, and the, and the fourth thing was was innovation. And then to zoom in a little bit to diversity because um, that was extremely interesting within um, within the research and also. Not only, I mean, within the research, what I did in, uh, in reading uh, books and articles and uh, doing my research study, but also in the, in the conversations, what, I, what I've had in the interviews and also later on and after my MBA, that is the typical, uh, let's say, topics within diversity. So, uh, for example, cognitive diversity. So looking for people around you who think differently. Sure. Uh, people who have different ideas uh people who think different around uh, problem solving uh t- people with different perspectives so to be able uh, to de-identify these uh these persons and uh to connect with people who just think differently so cognitive diversity yeah. and another one is cultural diversity especially within football i mean like we also said before football is a multicultural yeah. environment so when football is uh, for everybody so um what are the typical, let's say, cultural cultural differences? Another one, uh, gender differences. So, for example, uh, men and women, what we also, let's say, discussed before. And other one was generational diversity, yeah. uh, especially… Uh, we all know the
0: examples in the dressing room, yeah, but also yeah. within your organization, of course.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, you have, let's say, sometimes older staff and uh, relatively young yeah, players. Sure. So, I mean, we can all uh, think about multiple examples within our own… Uh, Situation and then uh, also organizational diversity, for example, around uh, equality and uh, and inclusion. So diversity uh, is 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 a crucial thing, especially in a traditional uh, uh, world as as the traditional business as football is probably one of the main things to uh, what is what is so crucial to uh, to bring the game to uh, to a next level. And then the next step was innovation. So uh, um, how innovation, let's say, can can support uh, yeah. teams to uh, to be more successful.
0: I think well that's that comes up with me while you were describing this that um diversity becomes uh, is is almost now a politically loaded word because everybody needs to be inclusive and diverse enough because otherwise you're not doing it the right way. Um but what I think in your like like is create um um, how did you say it? an advantage? The the um, what was the term that you used? The competing.
1: Yeah, you you try to. I mean, you try to uh, to create sustainable competitive advantage. Yeah, so that, you, we, we don't try topic. to let's say to be successful only this weekend or only this season, yeah. but you try to uh, to create a kind of a legacy or a kind of processes what are what are sustainable for the for the long yeah.
0: term. So that if you look in that profile, it's it's li- literally. It starts I think literally with walking well you can you can you can even connect it to the, the concept that you start. You can literally look into the team and then the team behind the team and then the team are is diversity or cultural aspect or whatever. Are they present or are we for example in the neighborhood where I live, is everybody on the high on the social ladder? We are all white, uh, we all have good jobs, so that's not very diverse culturally or gender wise, whatever, it's all the same. Well, gender wise, it's 50, 50, but uh, I mean, uh, generation wise, it's all the same. So in the club that my kids play, it's all the same people. So there's no cultural difference, but if you make it smaller within your own circle, a within your team, maybe this is all the same, but do we have different type of people or, Am I creating an atmosphere? Or maybe I'm doing your job now, but uh, are we creating an atmosphere that people can think innovative or can think outside of the box or do we push everybody in the same corner? That is that what I have to think, maybe on small and bigger scales?
1: Yeah, these are really great examples. I mean, everybody can recognize uh, or I can imagine uh, coaches who say, look, that's how I've always done it in the last 15 years and uh, I've always been extremely successful, but... Uh, so we are going to do it now for, uh, for the next time. Um, and another uh, typical example is uh, coaches uh, taking assistance uh, with sure. them who just think the same and uh, who are, yes, coaches who are just, uh, let's say, always agree with what uh, the boss is, uh, is or the gaffer is telling. So, I mean, it's um, also about being comfortable, as a, for example, as a coach, uh, taking people in your staff who maybe think differently. We say, yes, that's a great idea, but we also have other options because of this and this and this reason, or uh, maybe we can approach something like it is because uh, there is research from uh, this side or uh, it's uh, proven in other sports or in other businesses that can also be uh, really interesting, but um, that's a big step. Uh, um, but I think in modern football, uh, you see, especially with the bigger companies, uh, stuff but uh, more and more uh, departments and people within the different departments in the club and where it is also crucial that everybody has the same intention uh, within let's say these uh, different departments uh, also to recruit uh, different uh, people and again i can refer only i can refer here again to uh, to uh, to mias chelsea women manager about around uh, recruiting let's say differently uh, and recruiting um, people who think differently because to go to a next level it's uh, it's crucial and uh, i mean you can recruit anything differently and that does not mean that you have to uh, be have, you have to have these people at full time in your yourself uh, also integral part of your technical stuff. but uh, sometimes ha- sometimes having a conversation with somebody sure. who can challenge you or who can question you and even who can criticize you and not criticizing in a way because people often think criticism is something negative but actually you have to say thank you very much to somebody who criticizes you especially when the other person is able to explain uh, why she is criticizing you because that's how you can become uh better and that's how you can uh wider uh, your uh your thinking and uh, your uh, your knowledge
0: yeah uh i think it gets me thinking that we have we had thomas Grenemark, the throwing coach was. Like an example of an expert that can get you get you thinking in a different different way, I think. And I just he brought me in contact with um what was his name? James Lander, I think. He's gonna be on the podcast as well. Uh who is a substitution coach. So he specialized in the effects of a substitution. He can help. But most coaches will say, I know, I know which player because I know I've been in so much scenarios, blah 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 blah. Uh, he doesn't have to tell me how to substitute. But if you change it around, okay, this guy probably spent much more time thinking uh, into substitutes and he can maybe help you a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, like we, we can think about uh, so many different examples about, uh, let's say, uh, diversity in recruiting or in uh, in staff members. And at the end of the day, it's always thinking about what are the most critical things what are the most important sure. things to uh, to accomplish at team level but on individual level it can be completely different because maybe uh for one player it can be life after football where you can think about okay during my career I'm already thinking about uh, my life after fut- football how many how much money do I have to uh, ensure uh, what do I do with education uh, during my uh, active career because probably never in, never in my life again I will have for a lot of players, uh, so much time. Yeah. Besides, maybe players who are playing really at the top level with traveling and tournaments sure, and uh, sure. Champions League—that's that's different. Sorry, but as a football player, you have relatively a lot of time also to uh, to do other things in your life. And so how are you going to um, to uh, to use that times? So it's almost like a like a life coach or uh, people who are supporting you in life after uh, football. Because when you retire at the age of thirty-five, yeah, you still have thirty years to to do something yeah. in your life before you go um in a kind of a in a different phase in in your life so are you going to become a coach are you going to um to do something in uh in sport or in football in particular are you do, going into another business you don't know it maybe so that can be a, a really interesting thing and uh, i mean i i've been in contact with, uh, with a couple of uh professional players in the in the last months about okay Uh, much more professional football players uh, and also from other sports are doing already education, studying during their active career. And, um, I mean, there are so many, uh, so many examples of that and about these players are already thinking about, let's say next phase, not in their career, but in their life. And, um, the right support for this is, uh, yeah, is so crucial, and uh, it's the same way that when you are not a professional football football player or not a professional football coach, I mean professional, way that it's your uh, it's your life because it it's it's, it's ensures your uh, your income about how you how you can structure your your life uh, between uh, football and uh, working and family. Uh, how how do you combine all these uh, kind of things?
0: Yeah, uh, uh, brings me to you. What are your next steps going to be?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, <laughs> you have ideas
0: there?
1: I mean, at this moment in time, uh, I mean, I started a, a PhD uh, last month. So it's a continuation on my MBA. Uh, so that that is already uh, for sure for the next uh, two to three years that uh, I will zoom in even more in, uh, in research and in probably more specific on the topic of innovation in, uh, in football um and for the rest uh, i'm like always uh, looking for the for connecting with uh with, with great people uh from all over the world and uh to see where uh where i can uh, have some impact in uh in an organization yeah.
0: um yeah okay well let's see where where it takes you and if people want to reach out to you uh, uh you are on most uh, channels i think uh, I can't imagine that you're open to do messages or whatever to see uh, if they um, if they if you can help them or the other way around. Yeah, for sure. Okay, great. You are almost naturally flowing from subject to subject, and uh, like I said, your website says as, a, as a, uh, that you that you maybe you were a football fitness coach. That's how we started but especially in the end, when you're talking about your um, PhD or your MBA, I'm looking at i ma- I'm talking to a manager, somebody that maybe a logical step would be leading a department or leading a club even in the end. So I think it's very cool how you evolved from being this unexperienced coach or youth coach to, yeah, to looking at football as a whole and kind of, yeah, uh, evolving to, to a leader or a manager, which is which is almost the same. Um so I think you have a very interesting career. I think it's an example for everybody that that you can evolve as well. You can you can also become a youth coach and a better coach in a higher and higher level, blah, blah There's not that's it's just as inspiring. But you kind of found your way in zigzagging through all kinds of apartments and now you're almost the
1: ultimate all rounder. Yeah exactly and I mean I have no ambition at all to become a, a football coach uh, so I'm really happy also about it that I don't have that uh, ambition at all and I will never be a, 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 let's say the a head coach the head coach in my life but uh, I want to support a head coach, I want to support the manager I want to support the staff, I want to support let's say an organization whether it's a club or a, or the, or a federation and and through my experiences, especially abroad, um, in all the countries and continents where I've been, um, I've been most of the time uh, the person and the staff between the different departments, let's say, between yeah, the, first team, yeah. the research, the academy, between the technical staff and the medical staff, sometimes also with the board. Uh, and... Having to be involved in things from let's say budgeting until setting a culture until creating let's say the periodization and the uh, content of the training session for tomorrow. So, um, for me, it's it's so crucial almost for everybody in the game to have a, a general knowledge of let's say as much as possible, and also to think about okay. In what are you specialized? Um, what in for what do you want to be, let's say, recognized uh, globally uh, from a knowledge point of view? Um, so I know, of course, what is my core business and what what uh, uh, what what my strengths are, uh, and I also know what what let's say uh, the things are what are not my my strongest point, but. I want to to gain always more knowledge, uh, to learn and uh, to educate uh, myself and and me. That's what I'm also doing now much more in the last years also because a uh, uh, time that is to share this knowledge and to share this uh, experience also as a also as a mentor, also as a coach, educator, also as a guest speaker in conferences uh, um, to uh, to 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 share that because like I said also a couple of times before, I really hoped 10 or 15 years ago yeah. when I started my journey um that i had the possibility to uh to know much more of the of the things and a lot of things i've learned through experience and uh, i'm also sure that uh, to theorize uh, experience to theorize subjective uh, opinions it can uh, lead to even much more knowledge but also can help other uh, people in the in the
0: game okay well before i ask you the last question then um i want to thank you for sharing because I think you shared very valuable information, both for coaches, but also for everybody in that football environment. Um, I think everybody can take something out of this. Um, So I thank you very much. Uh, And then we go for the last question, as always. Who should we talk to next?
1: Yeah. F- f- first of the, the previous point, what you said, I also want to uh, thank you for the for the great conversation. And I mean, in a similar way, I also also thank always the the coaches and the, and the staff members where I've worked with in the past. But also, I mean, I'm really thankful for for all the players where I've worked with uh, in the, in the past the, in the men's game, but especially also in the in the women's game because they have also teach me so much. And yeah. I think uh, players also. Uh, uh, play a huge part in the development of uh, of staff members. So let's, that that was a little bridge to the previous point. But to nominate the next uh, um, person for the podcast, um, I think it's uh, especially the day of today in uh, in women's football. Um, I think we we have to look to um, to to people to experts. Who uh, who play a, a huge role, a critical role in the in the development of the of the game and everything around uh, around that. And uh, uh, at this, I'm thinking about uh, Dr. Georgie Brownveld, um, where I've worked with um, very intensely in uh, in my time in uh, in Chelsea, um, because she's probably the Number one, most uh, knowledgeable and experienced person in the world uh, around menstrual cycle and the influence on uh, on performance, recovery, uh, well being, um, and what what is playing a key role in uh, in uh, in women's football at this moment in time. But will also be uh, extremely uh, important for the for the future development, not only of the women's game but also of the game in uh, in general.
0: Okay, well. Maybe you can help me uh, connect or uh, connect with her. Uh, it would be, I think it's a very interesting subject. Um, I've only heard uh, Verheyen, uh share some snippets of, of menstrual cycle. So I think it's completely unknown area only for the insider. So I think it's very interesting to talk to her and, and hear a little bit more about that part. Uh, of of women's performances, etc. So, So thank you for the nomination and uh, thank you for having me in your house. My pleasure. Uh, And uh, yeah, it was a great conversation.
1: Thank you very much. Okay, bye everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Inside the Coach's Room make sure to subscribe or rate us in your favorite podcast player or share this episode on your social media and we will make sure that you will get access to the best webinar that's available on our website and if you have any questions feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn I would be happy to connect